Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and transformation coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones. Blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies? And welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. I hope you had a super relaxing or productive or fun weekend, whatever you needed your weekend to be. I hope it was just that. Otis and I actually had a do-nothing day on Saturday. We literally laid in the bed for 18 hours and watched movies from when we woke up to when we went to sleep. So I feel fan-freaking-tastic. No shame in my game. So if you need to rest, boo, don't feel guilty for it. Bexley actually comes home to Tennessee in just a couple of weeks, so we need all the charging we can get. On top of that, wedding festivities begins in just a few weeks. My bridal shower is on the 16th of May. The bachelorette weekend is just a couple weeks after that. Rehearsal dinners, site visits, the wedding. So it's a lot. I'm taking advantage of all the downtime while I can because I know May is going to be crazy. We opened the academy back up for enrollment in May, so it's going to be nuts. But I'm really, really, really excited for all the energy and all the excitement. So anywho, uh, this year, I think I was pretty open about my winter weight slash quarantine weight. Specifically, I feel like December through February, um, early like early February, kind of hit me hard, (laughs) like really fast, really hard. Um, I had actually hit one of my higher numbers on the scale. I, you know, I launched a new program, Nutrition Academy. I dialed in on my content for Instagram in order to really serve and show up for my community. And if anyone here creates content for their business or maybe a blog, you know how exhausting (laughs) it really is. It's a lot of market research. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of batching. Um, And so I think a few months flew by and I realized that I was not committing to my health routine as much as I should. Morning routine was on point. I was really pouring into myself mentally and emotionally, but absolutely positively lacking movement in the winter and maybe wasn't as intentional with my food some days as I maybe thought I was. I mean, I was lacking in my meal timing and water, and I'm sure stress had something to do with it, like the whole nine. And so let's be clear. Well, let's bring it back. Let's be clear. Winter weight is 100% normal. It's colder. You're not on the move as much. You aren't sweating from the summer heat. And with quarantine, it kind of exacerbated that because usually in the winter, Otis, Bex, and I still get in some activities, whether it's, you know, going to the parks and skating and getting out. But nearly everything was obviously shut down this year, including our gym for a little while. So I was cooped up like a chicken. But this year, this year was different. This year when I hopped on the scale and I saw 157, <laughs> when my usual weight is like 142, 143, um, I didn't panic. I didn't look at myself or judge myself different. I wasn't disgusted, nor did I look at myself as some fraudulent coach. I saw the number and I said, well, this makes sense. 
This makes sense because my days lacked in several areas. Typically, my health routine is on point, but, you know, the winter I was slacking. And I knew I was going to come out of winter with a little weight. So when I saw that number, it was a little higher than what I was expecting, but it made sense. I didn't create some crazy over-the-top routine. I am my own nutrition coach, so I could have easily whipped up, you know, a super precise meal plan and workouts, and that weight would have been gone in a month or two, honestly, a few weeks if I wanted it to be. But I also know that that wasn't sustainable, and I'd be reinforcing some really bad habits with both my food and my workouts. So this year I said, okay, we got a little work to do. Now, two to three years ago, that Chantel would have cut out all the treats, all the carbs, all the pasta, had a crazy prep schedule, and killed herself in the gym. Today, this Chantel looked at that number, affirmed my body, and I cleaned up my routine day by day. I started adding in a little bit of movement. I started looking at my meals and being more intentional with my food and building my meals in a way that worked for my goals, obviously among other things. And here we are just a short two months later and most of that winter weight is gone. So got some toning and muscle building to do, but I didn't kill myself to get here. So today I wanna talk about that switch because for you, that winter weight number might be a little higher or a little lower. You might've gained more than 10 pounds over the course of the whole year, or maybe you just have five pounds to drop. Regardless, I want to share what my nutrition game changer was. And I also want to shout out on Instagram, um, at Crumb Snatcher, which is a hell of a at name, by the way. But I actually posted what you guys wanted to hear this season, and she actually commented this brilliant idea. And so here I am doing an episode on it. Shout out to you, girl. Happy to have you in the Chicken Nugget gang. But I wanted to share these three things that have helped me look at my body and my goals more objectively so that when I have a weight loss goal, I don't panic, I don't obsess, I don't go crazy. I just take it day by day and I hit my goal just the same. And remember, sustainable doesn't mean slow. It just means it's a routine that you can actually, actually keep up with. All right, all right, so here we go. Game-changing chicken nugget number one. Still working on that bell. <laughs> I came to the realization years ago that there are no good and bad foods. Seriously, none. However, big however, depending on where you are in your journey to weight loss, to maintenance, to weight gain, you have to be intentional with certain foods and different journeys call for different categories of food that you have to kind of use more intentionally. So someone on their journey to gain weight would eat and prioritize certain foods and eat them in a higher quantity or more intentionally than someone who was trying to lose weight. Same for maintenance, right? So regardless of the food, I realized that if I wanted it, I could have it, but I would just need to adjust the quantity because if I had a goal, I've been both on my weight gain journey and my weight loss journey, but if I had a goal that I was actively trying to get to, then specific foods would help me get there a little faster or a little easier. But I got rid of that good and bad list because when I did, those foods didn't have any power over me, right? When I'm on my weight loss journey, I don't restrict myself of pot and treats and desserts. I shifted my mindset that if I wanted it, I would. And when I did that, a lot of the junk food, using air quotes here, a lot of the junk food that I craved, that I wanted all the time, I didn't really crave anymore. 
that mindset shift is powerful. And I actually teach clients this on a deeper level in the academy, but I actually teach them how to build meals with all the types of food that they love. Even the ones diet culture has deemed off limits because I promise you, you can hit your goals just the same. But when you get in control of your food, everything begins to shift. You don't feel helpless to the donuts. You don't feel helpless to the candy. You don't feel helpless when you're out to eat with the girls. When you're in control of your food and you know that you can have whatever you want, a lot of the times you start making smarter decisions because you know that if you want something, you can have it. You guys know I say this all the time, but weight loss is a, there is a, such a big chunk of it that is mindset and and emotional and mental. Yes, you have to be tactical and you have to be strategic when you have a goal. But a lot of the times our mindset is what keeps everything in balance. And when you give up that power that certain foods have over you and know that if you want the donut, you can eat the donut. A lot of the times you realize that you don't really want the donut. Half the time you want the donut because you feel like you can't have it. And so that mindset shift is so incredibly powerful and it's game changing. And it's what I teach actually in the academy. And so I want you today, wherever you are right now, is to say that if you want something, you can have it regardless of what it is. And sometimes in the early days, that looks like eating more junk than you anticipate. But when you don't judge yourself for it and you know that you can have it again, if you want it, you can have it. You really begin to release that power that foods that you feel victim to or emotionally eat or binge eat on um, don't have as much power over you. And now this is just one aspect. This is just one strategy. And there is a combination of others that I teach. But this is the big one, right? Knowing that if you want something, you can have it. Okay, okay. Chicken nugget, game changing chicken nugget number two. I realized long ago that I'll never be perfect. No matter how motivated, how disciplined, how structured I am, no matter how pretty this nutrition degree is hanging up on the wall, I won't be perfect. And when I understood and actually came to terms with that, I took the pressure off myself to be perfect. So that when I did slip up, when I did skip prep, miss a workout, you know, um, sleep all day instead of hitting my morning routine, I wasn't mad at myself. I wasn't disappointed. I didn't get into a negative talk cycle that I teach my clients how to get out of. I just moved on to the next day, the next meal, the next workout. And because of that, I'm able to build momentum. I don't stop and start because I'm beating myself up the whole time. I roll with the punches and the lazy days and the hiccups, and I keep taking steps. And lastly, game-changing chicken nugget number three. Y'all probably don't even want to hear this one, but it's so, 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 so important and something that you may have heard from me a time or two. I took my focus off of fast results and began to celebrate the small wins. And I mean, really celebrate the small wins. If I set a one inch goal for my waist and only 0.2 inches came off, I was celebrating that like I hit my goal. I was celebrating the stalls on the scale because to me, that meant at least I was maintaining. I could have gained. It could have went the opposite way, right? I started celebrating the two prep days I hit, even though I wanted to shoot for three or four. I started celebrating feeling stronger in the gym, even though my toning wasn't showing yet, even though I wasn't really seeing it in pictures yet. Because I knew and I know that if I'm celebrating those wins, the big ones are coming. If I keep building and taking steps and celebrating the micro wins, 
the big ones are on the way. I've literally had clients in the past completely dismiss their seven pound weight loss at a milestone check-in when the goal was 10 or 11 pounds. How crazy is that? To completely dismiss the work your body put in for you just because you didn't hit this made-up number that was likely unrealistic to begin with. And when you aren't grateful and excited about the seven pounds, better believe those wins stop rolling in altogether. Why? Because you lose your momentum. You get lazy. You think if you're not hitting a goal that nothing's working. Instead of adding to your momentum, adding to that seven pounds and building off of that, Learn to celebrate the small wins because last I checked, addition still works, okay? (laughs) Two pounds can easily turn into five, then nine, then 15, then 23, then 28, then 32. But not if you're beating yourself up, saying that the progress you're making isn't good enough, and then stopping and starting over when the scale didn't make you whole and didn't validate you. Spoiler alert, it never will. Okay, so let's review really fast. What did we take away from this episode? We learned that there are no good and bad foods. Don't give donuts or your favorite snack cakes or pasta that power over you. Be intentional with your food and incorporate foods you love, just some more often than others, right? Some in a bigger quantity than others, period. Accept and affirm that you won't be perfect. Take that pressure off yourself. No one is. When you accept that, this journey becomes a hell of a lot more enjoyable, one day at a time, one meal at a time, one workout at a time. And lastly, celebrate all of your progress because when you celebrate the small wins, the bigger ones are on the way. They're in the car, they're coming to you. And my friend, that is all I've got for you today. That wraps up another episode of Force of Habit. And I hope that this one resonated with you in some way. And if it did, if just one sentence, one nugget stuck out, hop in the reviews and let me know. I love, 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 love to hear your feedback. I read every, every single one. I love, love, love seeing your feedback and seeing what you loved about the episodes, what you want to see more of, all of that good stuff. So hop in the reviews, let your girl know. And hey, if today's episode wasn't for you, it didn't hit home, don't worry. The next one will be. And until then, I'll see you next week, boo.